Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Continuing the Conversation. If you found us and this is your first time listening, uh, we're a Discord server group, dmtworld.net group, that uh, gets together about once a week to have discussions on various topics, books, movies, podcasts, current events, or personal life events that we want to talk about. Uh, and then we record them and share them with you. Um, we invite all of you to come join us uh, in the show notes. You'll find links to all of our different group spaces. Uh, come join us and chat in the Discord server. We have some awesome members, and we're we're not some closed group that just sits and talks amongst ourselves. We're looking to talk to you, so come join us. Um, yeah, I this episode here was recorded back in uh, April of 2020. Uh, it was maybe even before that, actually. This could have been even earlier. Uh, I've lost track of when many of these were recorded at this point, but I'm sharing them now, and there's some great conversations. And if you listen to these, you'll get to know us a bit and come join us, and then we'll get to know you. So... This conversation was between myself, T-Rex Afora, and Luke Skywalker of the DMT World community. We were discussing the book Psychedelic Shamanism um, by Jim DeCorn. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you've read this book. It's one I really enjoyed. Uh, we had a larger group chat about it too, which we'll upload later. But uh, I'd love for you guys to listen in come join our group and tell us what you think and heck if you've read the book and you want to discuss it let me know let's have a separate discussion me and you or me you and luke we're uh down to talk so it's enough of me rambling uh here's the episode i hope you enjoy it love you all Oh, I think I just had him. You got it. Boom. Hello there. How's it going? Hey. Hey, Craig. And hey, Max. <laughs> All right. We are recording. And sure. I have got the message for the recording, so it is officially working. Cool. All right. Well, I'll cut this beginning part out. That's not any problem at all. But, uh... Yeah. How do you want to start it? (laughs) All right, cool. Uh, Let's start it just like that. I like it. Um, So we're talking about psychedelic shamanism. Yeah. The book by Jim. Jim DeCorn. Jim DeCorn. Preparation and shamanic use of psychotropic plants. It's a really interesting book. Yeah, it really was. I really like this. It's uh, it's it felt like a whole lot of uh, trip reports mixed in with like some lighthearted research yeah it was, uh, and, uh, it was a nice a few recipes <laughs> a few recipes exactly and i i think my favorite thing about it was the version i had was the newest like the newest updated. like an update of it yeah. so it was cool because during at the end of each chapter you kind of like wrote in oh well this is how that information is a little outdated and here's what we know now 
I thought, I yeah. thought that was cool. It's like a time capsule of the psychedelic culture of the past 30, 40 years. I don't think I've ever uh, seen a book like that before or since, honestly. Yeah. Just like he's taken full advantage of the fact that it's a PDF that's right. uh, free download online. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, let's just keep adding to this and keep adding mm -hmm. to this. So awesome. Uh, if you don't mind, Rex, I think it would be uh, useful and nice to read the first paragraph. Go for it. Forward. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Awesome. Um, he says, shamanism goes far beyond a primarily self-concerned transcendence of ordinary reality. It is transcendence for a broader purpose, the helping of humankind. The enlightenment of shamanism is the ability to light up what others perceive as darkness and thereby to see and to journey on behalf of a humanity that is perilously close to losing its spiritual connectedness with all its relatives, the plants and animals of this good earth. The next paragraph is pretty cool, but I'll, I'll cut it there. Awesome. I don't want yeah, that's a that's a good introduction to uh, this book. His thinking that he definitely uh, that he goes through on it. So uh, the book is broken up into two parts. Uh, so the beginning is the shamanic hypothesis, and the second part is the psychedelic catalyst. Uh, so the beginning is more of him going through his experience with stuff. Uh, and I really like, I really like the beginning of it. Just his deep dive, the fact that he was of that era, nineteen sixties, like what we all dream about, like what it would have been like. He actually was living the psychedelic experience right then. And, yeah, he said. Uh, yeah, he starts think... off in nineteen sixty four is his first acid trip. And then it's just like 15 years of those experiences. Uh, that was a cool way to open up the book is to get inside his mind a little bit and his experience with acid. Then to have the rest of the book go on to be more about plant stuff. But it opens up with that acid trip, which is like, <laughs> blasted. Yeah. I like it. Uh, uh so his uh, his first one was a good experience, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the second was, uh, one was not at all. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. So, but it was like right away he got both sides of the LSD spectrum real yeah. hard, and yep. then uh, and then it took it. He he did a lot of like taking years off and long periods away, and then come back to it. Because it still was on his mind, but he just wasn't ready for more experiences. And I can definitely relate to that. Yeah, I, I think have, a lot uh, of people are like that. I mean, some people... And I've had straight up they... decades <laughs> go where yeah. I just <laughs> ignored psychedelics because I couldn't handle it. So I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. It's not one of those addictive drugs. It can be for small periods of time because you really want to dive in, but then... That's what I was going to say, yeah. It can go a very long time and not even have a desire because you've, you've got the message for now. Uh, yeah, he I says... That part of the no, um, 
I repeatedly reassure myself with the mantra, never will I take LSD, never will I take LSD. <laughs> yeah, how many times have you said that? I used to, I, it was more with MDMA with me. I would, I, I don't know how many times I said, I'll never take MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah. it was two or three days before I felt reasonably normal again. And about six months before I had integrated the experience enough to even consider another session with psychedelics. Never say never. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I'll never do it again a couple of days later. Never uh, in the next few weeks. <laughs> right. Never until my tolerance will be better again. So he really gets into consciousness there in that first chapter, too, which I'm a big fan of diving into, and I know you are as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh and we can i really like what's that we can if you want um i, I don't uh remember him no, i don't want to dive too deep i was just okay. i i just know that this is where he brought it up for the first time and this is where he starts talking about it as a form of energy and how matter and energy are relative manifestations and it, you know yeah, all, the, okay. all the fun like, diving and then ego consciousness he gets into and psychic energy and that's that gets into the woo pretty quick right in chapter one he started diving into that stuff which i thought was pretty awesome i like though that he puts little lessons at the end like this is what i learned <laughs> right it's really it's it's really cool actually yeah you know yeah. how um what is it uh psychedelic explorer's guide have you heard of it oh yeah this kind of seems like what i was expecting from that book honestly yeah um fair enough. that book i, I haven't that. finished yet but uh, i guess this is like a, a an older version of that it, yeah it's an updated version of this modern version whatever right so the next chapter is a an out-of-body experience yeah, shamanic dimensions. Yeah. Oh, is uh, that what the chapter's called? I believe so. Or is that still in altered states? Sorry, he did Journey. this weird breaking up stuff for a bit. But okay, I know wait. chapter one's altered states. Chapter two is shamanic dimensions. And, I think uh, I'm the one that's confused then because it says number three, but I think that's like part three of chapter one right yeah chapter one was broken up into a lot of his experiences yeah um and i i guess i zoomed over that but uh what do you think of that what what caught your eye in that expert view or bringing up right there mm, nothing specific um the the synchronicity part right after that was pretty interesting um I think this might have been the first time I heard uh, in depth about synchronicity besides like, yeah. Terrence McKenna. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to browse through right there and see what I remembered about that stuff. The power object. Do you remember that? Yeah. There was some... Uh, some, some object that it was, a, it was like super old. And uh, it was a cup. Oh, yeah. Um, he went outside and filled it up with snow to melt for swallowing the LSD. 
I took my capsule of mescaline with the water that was left. Uh, I remember there was like this. but contemplated the cup in the moonlight streaming through the window the only source of illumination uh my god what was this damn thing in my hands the cup radiated energy of a sort that cannot be described in words Sudden yeah. overwhelming fear reminiscent of my second acid trip then i regained control the cup seemed to be inexpressibly evil emanating <laughs> power which i could easily perceive in my altered state of awareness yet in no way comprehend. And I remember reading that, and I was like, what the hell? I've never seen, I've never felt something felt so evil strong cup. from an object. I mean, I've yeah, felt, I know. you know, like an energy in a room, but not a specific object. I think that's pretty cool, even though it was evil. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that was, he was he messing with it. the I Ching right there, too. Yeah, yeah. In the synchronicity. Uh, yeah. Have you that, uh, it? Yeah, I, I, just a few times now. Only recently, too. I uh, I think that's some interesting stuff. I have a friend that's uh, really into it here. That was, you know, I brought it up reading it somewhere, and I mentioned it to her, and she's like, oh, you've never done it? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it either. I'd really like so to. So we threw some chain on some really silly things, but uh, oh, it was yeah. cool. <laughs> Definitely cool. It's very uh, Ouija board-ish. Mm. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, okay, back to the book. Yes. Um, uh, so, yep, the book goes through a bunch of different trips, a bunch of different crazy experiences, uh, which possession I think that's a of lot an of archetype. Fun. Marks in the snow. I don't remember yeah. that one. Do you remember Marks in the snow? It was where he had saw the owl or whatever, I believe. I'm trying to remember the stories. They oh, yeah. Just... It was part of one of his I Ching th throws, I think. Yeah. Was... Yeah. So those are fun stories. I like telling fun trip stories. And I definitely hope that when we all have our uh, group chat, we uh, take the time to tell at least one story apiece. Because, totally. you know. That's what this is all about. Uh, we all love our trip reports and telling our trip <laughs> reports. I definitely think it's uh, part of the thing we need to do. Definitely. Um, so start thinking, listeners. That's right. Start thinking. Come up with your best story to tell us and uh, your best reactions to our stories. <gasps> Shock and awe or something, <laughs> you know. Um. So shamanic so, dimensions? Shamanic dimensions. That's where he starts getting into the shamanic culture and uh, goes into the three dimensions, uh, the middle world, uh, the familiar middle world that we all live in every day, and then the lower and the upper worlds entered with the uh, altered consciousness. Um Consciousness being the bridge that links all of those worlds together. Uh, so this is where he really gets into this connection to uh, these other realms, using these plants as the catalyst 
Uh, and this is definitely how I've come to look at most of my altered state journeys is there are these other these other dimensions that you get to tap into, but you have to get there somehow. And there's many ways to get there. And each one might give you a different flavor or different lens to look through when you're there. But that's yeah, how I totally. come to see it, you know? It's all this exactly. other dimension, higher or lower or whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever language you want to give it, whatever traditions you want to attach to it. It's this... Uh, this exploration to these other dimensions that we are, we, us that like to cheat, just grab some plants and cheat our way there. And there's others <laughs> that like... want to do some deep breathing and others that want to sit and calm for decades. But it's all about getting to that dimension and learning something there and bringing it back. Yeah. I like to, um, I like to imagine it like, uh, and maybe maybe this is literal but i like to you know think of the brain as a receiver and a transmitter of um signals you know and um whenever you have ingested something that alters your state of mind it's changing the um the allowed frequency that can be picked up by your sensors yeah and so it's, you know, people say that, oh, he's he's seeing things or he's imagining things. Well, maybe he's not. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. maybe you are, maybe you're bringing it out of your brain. Um, but I think a lot of times you're, you're seeing something that's always there. Right. And tuning, tuning it differently. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, I mean, even not, um, a lot of times it's not that you're seeing something that you didn't see before but you're um, paying more attention to it and noticing more details. And right. um, that can seem uh, like something you've never seen before because it does feel like you're seeing it for the first time. Right. But I guess that wouldn't be a different dimension. Yeah. Well, the way this shamanic, the, the shamanic dimension and, shifting between them i mean he talks about it as this dreaming and hypnosis uh, hypnosis and even stress um but he, he kind of talks about how all of that we're using the way you're talking about it just puts that lens on differently you know so you can just see something that's you couldn't see before or didn't pay attention to before or saw and forgot uh i think I've actually I got a it. few things. You think what? I think that's, that's something super important to think about when messing Definitely. with altered states, even if you're just in a dream. You know, like, what uh, what it, what is the goal in being there? You know, what is uh, I don't know, the intention of it. Um, one of the things that he says uh, he says try to imagine four-dimensional space it's right next to you but in a direction you can't point to <laughs> yeah uh, then he says uh, the metaphysical heaven on the other hand 
semantically, the word heaven refers to the starry expanse above planet Earth, which extends in three-dimensional infinity. The metaphysical heaven, on the other hand, represents but one portion of an interior multiverse encompassing all modes of consciousness, including the infernal dimensions. In popular usage, heaven is above and hell is below. But from the perspective of hyperspace, they're both within. Yeah. The, like I said, the bridge between all of those different places is consciousness. It's the traveler. So yeah, there's no... You know, there's no need to go anywhere else. It's all with the traveler. Uh, yeah, the outer and the inner worlds. Uh, that's getting into the next chapter a bit there. But uh, he, the experience of many worlds, the unknown falls into two groups of objects, those which are outside and can be experienced by the senses and those which are inside and experienced immediately. The first group compromises the unknown in the outer world. The second, the unknown in the inner world. We call this latter territory the unconscious. Right. Mm-hmm. Going inside or outside, you know, uh, all part of where is that, those other dimensions? Well, some of them are outside and some of them are inside. Um, there's just like not only this back and forth between dimensions, but there's up and down inside them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, going all directions. Um, he also dives into there. He really talks about the, the ego and the me and not me and what's outside yeah. myself and what's inside myself. And I, uh, I love just hearing anybody talk about that because it's, it's a loop that you can get into and where we the the irony of it is we're everything and nothing all at once yeah uh the this little excerpt uh says that really in a um i think really interesting way he says the alchemist i I think he's uh quoting young here yeah yeah the alchemist knew definitely that as a part of the whole he had an image of the whole in himself This interior microcosm was the unwitting object of an alchemical research. Today we would call it the collective unconscious, and we would describe it as objective because it's identical in all individuals and is therefore one. Out of this universal one, there is produced in every individual a subjective consciousness, i.e. the ego. And I think that's uh, kind of like mind-boggling because he's... A scientist, but what he's saying here is almost spiritual, is it not? Right, right, yeah, very. I think. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, Although it's Young really... would be, uh, many people would argue his scientific credibility. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That means he was doing something right, I guess. That's exactly right. He was pushing <laughs> somebody's buttons, and that's what scientists are supposed to do. Uh, so he also talks in this chapter about Gnosticism, and that's something I've only toyed with somewhat to study the history of. Uh, do you have any grasp on Gnostic like mm. teachings? And I know it's like weird old mystic Christianity, and that's always I... amused me, but I've never dove into it before. <laughs> 
And he goes into it a, a little bit here and there, talking about his archons and all these eth uh, ethereal creatures later on in the book. Um, but he I brings want it to say here. it's pronounced archons. There you go. But That's I, what I'm. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, and um, actually, I think the movie Matrix has a lot of this um, history uh, as a inspiration to some of it um it's yeah. really strange like the matrix that that's something we should go into uh, in a different episode yeah. the matrix is so deep yeah no, that's a fun one to tear into for sure i think you shared a video with me once that was some guy breaking it down yeah <laughs> did that you watch the whole thing i did the whole thing it was pretty good i like it i like i mean pop culture is just rehashing these old stories you know always yeah, has been and always will be so <laughs> Fun to do it with the cool bells and whistles, though, and the pretty lights and the hot chicks and leather. <laughs> that all the works. Cool fight for me. scenes and yeah, exactly. And the it's idea of hash old stories. Yeah, so he talks about the archons. I think maybe in a, in a different video, and that's the only right sort on. of. Uh, in, uh, well, then I'll take this opportunity to ask our community: fill me in on Gnostic uh, history and such. So prepare and bring some info because i <laughs> like to know because he goes into it quite a bit off and on throughout the book uh, and it's just a thing i have not really studied yeah well he's got a lot of sources that's another thing yeah him. he's got sources up the wazoo and so if yeah. you really wanted to look into it i'm sure one of these sources one through 14 of this chapter <laughs> yeah probably no, has something. Definitely yeah would. here we go uh hans jonas the gnostic religion beacon press boston page 42 to 43 that's i gotta look up specific. that article that's, i guess that's some mla <laughs> format man <laughs> this guy definitely wrote this book uh in the in the you know 80s and 90s huh no, I mean, I have to do that in college and writing essays and reports. I have to cite things like this. Yeah, but, and... but nobody actually cares anymore. <laughs> well, if it's about something as interesting as this, I guess you might. I guess it's true. All those days, there will be a hyperlink does... that I can click to go uh, Oh man, what he's talking about. Someday. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Uh, I'm actually surprised he doesn't have a website to click through all those that has all this compiled research that surprises me that it doesn't exist. Maybe we just haven't found it yet. Maybe not. I haven't seen the end of the internet yet. I'm still looking. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. It's just around the horizon. One more well, click you... on Discord and I'll be there. You know the internet's flat, right? <laughs> it's totally flat. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can buy it. I don't know if I can buy it. So, chapter five, the entities of the imaginal realm, part one. Yeah, the that's right. The motif. Diving in right there. Uh, so, entities, this is always fun to talk about, especially since we've already possible. talked about is it inside of you or outside of you, or is it you, <laughs> or is it not you? And, and then the we're answer is yes to, to all entities, of those. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, that's another yes. thing about like quote unquote hallucinations. Like, it's it's all in your head, man. Well, so right. is external reality that I'm seeing. It's all in my yeah. head, you know. And that and was also, my favorite part about uh, Gallimore's book. Uh, 
was all I haven't read that one Alien oh too. god yeah no the whole the whole basis of it is yeah it's just in your head like everything else yeah <laughs> and then he but goes then into it... it with like the science of how everything you see and experience your head's just making it all up so oh, why are you putting so much stock in it man i have the book i need to get into that one that's deep and fun i like it he's actually uh been on social media stuff promoting he's going to be doing like webinars because he can't do his touring and talking at colleges so he's just going to do online chats oh, so that can cool. be freaking awesome because then you'd be able to ask him questions he's also super <laughs> super uh easy to communicate with like you can write him on any of those social things and he'll get back to you i've talked to him hmm. much super nice guy um, so the entity something... starts off with uh, the mushrooms with uh, Maria Sabina and Lawson and Ott and McKenna uh, talking about the mushrooms and the voice of the mushrooms and the children and the mushrooms and, you know, all the ways the mushrooms talk to us. Real quick, something that pairs really well with um, the idea that everything's in your mind uh, is like... a it's almost like a counterpart because everything's in your mind, sure. But then on top of that, if you believe that we are all just part of the same consciousness, then any other entity would also be part of you. Right, so because you're part of them. just validates it even more. Yeah. Okay, sorry, back to the mushrooms. Uh, oh, that's fine. I, <laughs> I, um, I listened to a podcast. I think it was um, Psychedelic salon and he uh talked to this guy about how all uh the bible has a bunch of different uh like psychoactive plants and and uh things in it and uh how um he believes that uh the bread that they broke was mushrooms they talked about how it um yeah it, it came up suddenly the next morning after you know a bunch of rain and dew and um that's all i had to say about that i thought it was interesting um, oh I, you'll have to share that link i'm curious which one that was i'm sure I've totally. I'll find it. <laughs> um maria sabina yeah so another thing i've been reading recently oaxaca is the sacred mushroom rituals by tom lane He's an interesting dude. He uh, he's an older guy. I think he's in his seventies now, perhaps. Uh, but he uh, he went and studied and actually met Maria Sabina and oh, had man. a ceremony with her. And he wrote this great book about the rituals from like a historic, uh, traditional perspective. And uh, then he's also in this. He's made his living selling solar panels and installing solar panels. So he's actually he's got a recent podcast, uh, Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape, where he was on there just talking solar power, which was really cool to hear him talk about. But his mm -hmm. uh, his studying of uh, mushroom rituals is just amazing, and the book is beautiful. It's got awesome pictures and just tons and tons of stories and just the the ritual traditions he's written down as much of it as he can find it's a super good book it's a good one worth picking up i have it in my hands right here it's a nice so, one so um 
on the the topic of entities, what do you think about UFOs? What do you believe? No, oh, I don't believe he brings it up. I just like to throw ideas around. There you go. I um, agree. I agree with that. Believe believe is such a strong word. <laughs> yeah, you're right. What do you what do you What I know is I've talked to, to things. Think? You know? That's yeah. what I know. It doesn't it's not what I believe, but it's what I know. I know inside of a DMT space I have whether it's an an alien or a part of myself that I normally tune out or something's talking to me, you know, it's, it's communicating with me. It'll answer questions when I talk to it, you know, sometimes it'll speak over my normal thinking mind and be really loud and I can't ignore it, but uh, interrupt you even. Oh yeah, exactly. And and that it doesn't even have to be in the it doesn't have to be in that space, but it came from there for me. That's when I first tuned into it. And now Mm. I can definitely tune into it much easier without the help of any substances. But there's definitely a voice there and I caught it. I mean I it spoke to me many times in life early with mushrooms and with uh with uh peyote and with san pedro so uh, now you believe always been a or... voice but this voice now the dmt is it helps me connect to it in a way that it's it's frightening and makes me feel like scared to talk about even you know because like and I you can crazy, connect to like, it even when you haven't taken anything yeah did you say it's that just just yeah i just That's learned cool. to sit into it and listen ask it nice. to talk to me and it will Huh. And that's one of those things that makes you feel crazy and makes you, you know, somebody's going to throw me in a padded room, but well, the there's definitely a so voice to talk to <laughs> The reason it's so interesting to me is because lately I've kind of had like an inkling of an idea that that something similar was happening to me. Not when I'm sitting and tuning to it, but like when something important needs to be conveyed to me. Yeah. Like, uh, really small weird things like I'm about to leave the house and I walk by um, something that I don't usually take with me but it could be useful sometimes and uh, like I want to just walk past it and I do walk past it and then I'm like wait a minute did I just did something I don't know I, I, I don't hear words right uh, Yeah. if that makes sense it's like a um, None of it makes sense. That's the thing yeah, that blows yeah. my mind. You know, that's that's why I don't even have words to talk about it yet. I've been trying to figure that out for years now. Uh, so for me, it helped to start reading the work of Paul Selig, who's a channel, which I would have always just shut that off completely. Like, oh, that's just woo-woo crap. But <laughs> after this experience started happening to me, I was like, whoa, he's got somebody talking to him. Maybe I should listen. And that's when I realized what was being said to him was the same thing that was being said to me. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now I actually have to explore this a bit. And I can't just write <laughs> this crazy woo. Um, yeah. And his guides are amazing. But it just opened me up to the possibility that that's even like a thing that I can experience. Because I know I can. And I didn't know what it was. And you know, I looked into other channels and stuff. And... Some of them spoke words that felt true. Other ones just 
you know, sound a little woo, but uh, I definitely think there's something to it. I think there's like the whole clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentience, like all the different ways that you can see or experience these things that are all these altered states of consciousness, these, these unusual human abilities. There's definitely different forms of them. And some people can actually hear something and other people kind of have it written in front of them or have it, have a mm. feeling that they get, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm just starting to learn about that stuff and tap into my own gifts. Um, but I definitely think there's something interesting about this idea of entities and being able to communicate dialing in a frequency using plants or breathing techniques or dreaming there's something there even though it is in the end it's all just us but uh there's there's something cool to be learned and you know for a long time i even thought this is just my intuition and i've just shut it off for so long that I didn't recognize yeah. the voice, you know, that's, like that's, that, what that's I... all this is. This is like my deep knowing intuition. And I've just, I've ignored it for so long. And I like drank myself into stupor to like ignore those parts of myself that were, you know, telling me to quit being a jackass. Like, <laughs> uh, I just shut him up for so long. And now he's like screaming at me like, Hey, Hey, you finally listening. Love and connection, love and connection. It's <laughs> all that matters. Fucking love and connection. Like go out and fucking love people. Um, <laughs> and my inner tuition or whatever you want to call it is he's a prankster. He likes to pick on me and, and smack me around a bit. That's but in a friendly it took... way. Exactly. It's all it, friendly because uh, it is it, me. And it's loving me <laughs> by teaching me that I am yeah. me. There you go. So I I don't know. I think that's I can't wait to hear everybody else's thoughts on this stuff for sure. Um, that's why I love this group is because we now have people to ask like, "Hey guys, I'm absolutely batshit crazy. How about you?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So then he goes and talking about. I, one of the things that really caught my eye was that he was like, there's so many people just say, these voices only come from plants. Oh, DMT, that's because it's extracted from a, a plant. What about DET? <laughs> what about all the other crazy shit Shulgin made? I've spoken to these same voices with those. So is it just plants? Is it just plant chemicals? Is it, I, I you know, there's so many other ways to get here. And the fact that we've only invented so many chemicals and there's so much more to discover that are, you know, not even carbon based that we would have no idea what to do with. Like, uh, it's just damn cool. There's so many ways to get there. <laughs> yeah. And it's curious, um, like, do you, do you think it's possible or like so the idea that it's a spirit in the plant um would would make it so that it's necessary for the plant to have a freaking huge uh so like are you talking to the same plant and and can it talk to both of us at the same time like if we were to take the plant i don't know it's um it doesn't sound as likely as the fact that um, just, I, I, I'm not saying it's not possible, 
and yeah. maybe in some cases it's more possible than others and um but it seems to me more likely that in most cases it's something that's just there that you're tuning into like in your case without right. anything at all right you, you it's just a way to tune into these other these other informative frequencies that have experiences left in them and other knowledge you can tap into uh so he goes into he goes he says this part there like the testing the testing of spirits uh, i think it's funny to listen to about testing of spirits uh, so i grew up very very southern baptist and you don't ever question god that's like big no no don't do that <laughs> he knows everything you know nothing so uh, when he said this, it really caught my eye because it just goes against the things I was taught. The testing of the spirits is the most important branch of the whole tree of magic. Without it, one is lost in a jungle of delusion. Every spirit up to God himself is ready to deceive you if possible, to make himself out to be more important than he is. In short, to lay in wait for your soul in 333 separate ways. <laughs> I just think that's awesome. That's so true. Like, I was raised not to question those spirits, you know, and it's like that's exactly what you have to do, or you're going to be lied to. Question yep. every single one of them. So, I think that was a. It just caught my eye. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Another thing. Test them. Um, Don't just believe that they're like you know gonna out to help you when this voice tells you like things is it telling you to love and connect with people or is it telling you to like kill your sister you know like, or eat shit there's one where he yeah. says that god told me to eat shit and so i yeah. ate it and it's like what the fuck, yeah man? yeah have you ever read job man god did a horrible things to that guy yeah. <laughs> yeah. sometimes you shouldn't listen for your own good sometimes oh. it's not to it's not god it's someone yeah. saying they're god yeah, sometimes your frequency got... might be dialed in a little wrong. You might yeah. get the wrong channel. <laughs> um, oh. So after this, um, this uh, sh um, shamanism part, or it, it goes on to the second half of the book. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like this um, part, so maybe we should stick here for a bit. What um were you in the first uh part of the entities one or were you in part two when you read the part of I was testing? still in part one. Okay, cool. That's still in part one. Part two is where he gets into DMT and UFOs. And I had I think started talking about uh, aliens and UFOs, but I'm glad you brought it back to this one. Cool. The testing, that's an awesome uh, yeah, no, it was just something that stood out in that part of it that I was just like, oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. I wish that was a Bible verse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Especially the rest of it. And it, it almost seems as if it were a verse, too. Yeah, exactly. The way that it's uh, worded and, uh, and formatted, yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it, it should be slipped in there somewhere. We need to, like, <laughs> He needs to hack the Bible and slip that verse in there. Make everybody a little happier. I think um, uh, I think you shouldn't have stopped reading where you did. I think you should have finished the paragraph. 
Oh shoot! No, I'm not near it though. Do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I I can if you want. Finish the paragraph Um, for me. wait for your soul in three separate ways, and let the magician be aware of the thousand subtle attacks and deceptions that he will experience, carefully testing the truth of all with whom he speaks. Thus, a hostile being may appear clothed in glory. The appropriate pentagram will in such case cause him to shrivel or decay. Practice will make the student indefinitely wary in such matters. And that's a metaphor, I believe, the appropriate pentagram, because um, in a lot of, like, whatever practices, they believe that the certain things like a pentagram can trap a soul and whatever. If it's, yeah. I don't know. Um, the uh, UFO DMT part, uh, I was thinking that we were here already, so I had something towards the end of that part um, that I wanted to read. But since we're just now getting to this part, um, is there anything specific that you'd like to talk about uh, in this Not at all. of the entities? Nothing at I, all? I, got, I got nothing to add except for just a a plea to the community to bring their best UFO and DMT tales. <laughs> Cause I, uh, I could talk about DMT all day and I have nothing to say about UFOs. So <laughs> I, I think I'll just leave it there for now. And okay, uh, well, I'll let case, you talk I... about it here. And then I, I'm going to dip out for the evening. It's midnight here. Um, yeah, and then good. let's, let's get together and chat part two. Uh, and then following day or two. Okay, but, well, uh, since wrap, you said you wrap have us nothing, up. Definitely, these will wrap it up perfectly. Since you said you don't have any uh, anything to say about UFOs, I think um, Terrence McKenna can prove you wrong. He describes <laughs> extra, extraterrestrial and UFO themes as typical psychedelic events. UFO contact is perhaps the motif most frequently mentioned by t- people who take psilocybin. They encounter another space with UFOs and aliens, classic little green man. UFOs come from another dimension. One could almost say they come from beyond death. They come from a dimension somehow totally different from our own, but tied up with the human psyche in a way that's puzzling, alarming, and reassuring. And shamanic. And then, unless you have something to say about that, I have the last quote, I guess, of the conversation. Do you... No, go for it. No? Okay. It is... Somewhere... (laughs) Here we go. While not true in every case, DMT explorers consistently report high levels of fear associated with their intrusions into the imaginal realm. Although the brevity of the experience enables one to manage one's terror fairly well... It is difficult to imagine what it would be like to endure such fright for longer than a few minutes. Here's the way another investigator describes the state. It's not a trip that I can take, such as I would take a trip with LSD, peyote, or mushrooms. It's a trip which unequivocally takes me. I was humbled and awed by the terrifying glory of it all. Terrifying? I was scared shitless with no place to shit. Can we ants who call ourselves human presume to know anything about the capabilities of God? Or what he has in store for us. I hear a ball. That's so awesome. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Water. So I love that. I've I've actually had 
the thought, like, the second after ripping the pipe, I don't have an asshole to shit out of right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally went through my mind. Like, I would crap my pants, but my ass doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, uh, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, it's the most terrifying and most, like, exciting welcoming thing at all at the same time like i look forward to it just completely terrified every time i pick up the pipe (laughs) so i i can relate to that completely i knew you would Uh, yeah yeah i've had some of the most most, like i've been love you know like embodied completely and just love like i there's no other way to describe it i just big ball of love just floating (laughs) there and then I've also, like, felt the most intense fear of my life from, like, an unseemingly normal object that just, like, <laughs> I knock up. <laughs> in, in my vision, I'm just like, well, it wasn't our physical cup, but, you know, in yeah, my yeah. vision, it's just, like, the scariest thing ever. And I don't know why, but mm. I was terrified of it. And I've never had it, like, happen in real life, but I can see how terrifying that, that feeling can be to, like, know it's evil and to, like, not know why or how or what you can do what about you can it do except about for it. just be <laughs> there next to evil and just exist <laughs> being it accept i guess it. you yeah. accept it and yeah and surrender yeah and that's the whole thing with dmt is just let go that was like my my mantra for like the first year was just let go just let go just let go as it was just waves and waves coming at you eventually when you just let it all go and go into it it's fucking miraculous so cool you can learn so much there um but you have to be wanting to learn otherwise it's just a pretty light show that can be pretty scary (laughs) exactly that sums it up perfectly yeah well awesome thank you Um, yeah i'm glad we had a t-rex how'd you get together tonight luke and uh yeah let's wrap it up with uh short discussion on the second part and then let's hear everybody else's thoughts that's what i want to know uh there's not much to talk about uh really with the second one do you think yeah we can we can sit and do a quick chat just about some chemicals i'm down with that chat (laughs) cool awesome i think he's great evening oh you mean next time okay yeah 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 no let's uh let's do let's do a short get together another occasion we'll put it all out there and have everybody Listen to us ramble and then fill us in on what they think. It was a lot of fun, man, and I look forward yeah. to seeing where this goes. Fuck yeah, brother. Have a good night. Good night. Love you. Yeah.